You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 286. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. We've got a special episode today. We're going to do a little interview with my photographer. Might sound kind of like an odd episode, but he is such a fantastic guy. He is a Austin local, or I should say he's from Austin originally. He was in the triathlon world as well, and he has a great story as to how he became so involved in taking photographs of athletes and fitness professionals and has really expanded his photography business around health and making people look amazing and showing their best features by all means and also kind of grasping that athletic look that look in the eye when you're racing and you're just dying or when you're happy and you're doing amazing he catches it all with his photography he has done all of my photographs in the last i don't know five to eight years and is just absolutely a fantastic photographer and a fantastic person and it's really a great interview that we wanted to do because i just wrote an article um with this interview for austin fit magazine and we thought the podcast interview would be a great addition so a little switch this week from your basic health and fitness information but i think you're really going to enjoy hearing a little bit about this awesome guy all right welcome scott flathouse i'm super excited to have you on the podcast today just so that people know who you are in reference to me uh scott flathouse is my photographer so if you've seen some of my fantastic pictures out there especially some new ones recently i only use scott flathouse these days to do all my photography scott how are you i am doing fantastic and absolutely thrilled to be chatting with you today Awesome. Now, I was trying to think back, Scott, on when we first met. I think you actually had contacted me and asked if you could do some photos. How did you find me? So uh, through a mutual friend, through Russ Phillips, um, our our friend who's a realtor there in Austin, and um, he is a, a friend of mine from high school. So we graduated uh, from Westlake High School there in Austin together and uh, maintaining contact over the years through um, reunions and, and whatnot. And uh, so he um, got on a health kick and started to, to do some cycling and, and, and stuff. And it's about the same time I was starting to get involved in, in triathlon and cycling and photography and all that as well. And so he uh, had done some of the BPMS 150 rides, and uh, uh, I, I photographed him during during the ride uh, uh, as he was going through Fayetteville, I believe. And um, so, so anyway, we we um, connected through the fitness and cycling, and he explained to me how you were um, uh, helping him out with with some of his nutrition and fitness as well. Awesome. Yes, Russ is a great friend to both of us and awesome realtor, as you said. <laughs> um, and I was so thankful that he connected us because that first set of photos that you did for me um, were spectacular. And I have to say that that is when I truly realized that 
a photographer makes all the difference. And when I say that, what I mean is that I have had several people ask me before, like, can I shoot you for free? You know, because they need help, like building up their book and, you know, practicing and whatnot. And your pictures compared to others that have taken my picture, it's night and day. And so it really is the photographer. You're welcome. It really is the photographer. And you happen to have an eye for all of it. Like you just can capture so much in a shot. And I just from the very first time you took that first set of pictures knew that you were forever my photographer. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Now, all that being said, you said a little bit like, tell us where you're from, where do you grow up and where do you live now? Sure. So, um, uh, grew up in Austin, Texas and went to, um, uh, Ean schools, Westlake high school. Um, I, uh, my parents still live in Austin, love the city. Uh, I, uh, left Austin, went to school, graduated from Texas tech university and lived in the Texas panhandle for many, many years while I was working up there. And then a uh, career transition brought me down to Houston area and uh, where I, I reside and I still uh, work full time in the oil and gas industry, uh, like many other people here in the Houston area. <laughs> uh, but um, on the weekends, uh, I enjoy going out to races and, and uh, uh, shooting events and things and um, and so I've, I've really developed that, um, uh, part of my, <laughs> uh, started out as more of a hobby and now it's, it's turning into, to a little more involved than just a hobby. <laughs> yes, for um, sure. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, going back to, um, you know, how did I get involved in endurance sports and triathlon and that kind of thing? I, I, um, uh, always had been a, a runner. I ran track and cross country in high school. And uh, when when I got into college and, and into working, my fitness kind of lapsed um, and started gaining weight and, and realized uh, that I needed to do something different and make some changes in my life. And, and so uh, I started to uh, focus more on, on getting back into some, some, measure of fitness. And so I was running a lot and, and cycling a little bit. And, uh, but along the way, uh, I, uh, tore my meniscus in my knee and, uh, and yeah, and I was crushed because I was really successful or I had been really successful in losing a lot of weight. And, uh, I, I had been pretty fit and I, I realized this was a pretty significant setback for me. And so, um, when I, and this was when I was living in Amarillo, Texas. And, uh, so I went in for surgery to get my meniscus repaired. And as I was laying there in the, in the pre-op room, there was, you know, a bunch of people waiting to get surgery and I was laying there on the gurney and various nurses and doctors would come over. And as they do, they, they ask for a name and date of birth. And, and so I would tell them and, and the lady who was laying in a gurney next to me overheard that, you know, when I was telling my name, Scott Flathouse. And so Flathouse not being a very common name, she, she asked me if my daughter was Emma. 
And, and sure enough, my, my daughter, uh, is Emma <laughs> and she says, you know, I think, I think, um, our, our children are in the same class at elementary school together. Wow. <laughs> and so, uh, so odd co- coincidence there, but we got to talking. Of course, we're all both really nervous about upcoming surgeries and things. And so I asked her, you know, what, what was she in for? And she was having something done on her back. And she said she had aggravated it doing a, a triathlon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, wow, a, a triathlon. What, what is that? <laughs> Tell me more. And, and she said, well, you know, it's this event where you go and you swim in a lake and, and <laughs> you, you ride a bike and, and then you run. And I thought, huh, you know, that's, <laughs> that sounds like a lot, a lot of fun. And, and so, like I said, I had been exposed to, to running and, and cycling and, uh, didn't never was much of a swimmer, uh, but uh, the recovery from my from my uh, knee surgery, uh, the doctor was telling me, well, you know, you can't run, mm-hmm. and cycling maybe after a while, but uh, man, swimming would sure be great mm-hmm. for you. And so, so I I committed to competing in that same triathlon uh, in the following year as oh. as 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 a goal to uh recover from my from my knee surgery and so within the following year i i kind of forced myself to learn how to swim (laughs) and uh i wasn't hugely successful but i did uh but i did enter the triathlon i did manage the swim and 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 the bikes a little sprint triathlon there in in amarillo which is still going on it's a fantastic little event lake tanglewood nice and uh, so anyway, that's that's how I got into uh, or, or got exposed to triathlon. And then I loved it, had a fantastic time. I did several more and I was working my way up to um, uh, the Olympic distance triathlon. I competed in the uh, Austin Avia triathlon, uh, which um, uh, is, is no longer in existence, but it's basically say, I haven't heard of that one. <laughs> Yeah, that was in 2011, okay. uh, and it's basically the same course as the Captex try now. Okay. Um, and uh, loved it, just absolutely had a blast doing that, swimming in, in Lady Bird Lake and riding around through the, through the streets of downtown Austin yeah. and, and running along auditorium shores. It was, it was fantastic. And, uh, so I was again, working my way up to, okay, uh, did, did a couple of half marathons. I was training for the Chevron Houston marathon and, uh, I got a, a really, really bad case of plantar fasciitis. And, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so that kind of sidelined me for a while. Um, and, but about that time I was also picking up, um, uh, uh, photography. And so I was, I'd been going around taking pictures of my friends and stuff who were competing at, uh, in triathlons and runs and things. And, 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 uh, you know, what I realized was that, well, okay, you know, I'm not, I'm not able to go out there and compete now, but I'd like to stay involved. And, and, and so that's when my, my photography really started taking off. Okay. Um, so you wanted to stay out there amongst all the crazy athletes yes, <laughs> doing our craziness. Uh, that's pretty awesome. Now, what do you currently do for your full-time career? So in my full-time career, I work for Phillips 66. 
I'm the technical director for um, uh, our lubricants department. So essentially, I, I do marketing support for our lubricants business. Okay. And I guarantee you that all the athletes that you take pictures of out there on the course have never heard that. They didn't know what you did for your real work because to everybody out on the course and just for, you know, people listen to this podcast all over the world, actually. But Scott takes pictures at all the big races, whether it's in Austin or Houston or all over Texas. And he he catches every shot of you <laughs> getting out of the water, looking your best or your, your worst, but it'll make you look your best. Um, but so many people are, you know, are waiting for Scott to take their picture, but they want to know more about you. So I'm glad that you have this opportunity to tell them where you actually work. Like that is I'm sure you would love to be a photographer full time. Would you like if that was your dream, like would that be your full time career? So, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I love being involved in the events. I love the energy. I love the craziness uh, of, of, of it all. Um, it's uh, at the same time, it's all about balance. Right. And uh, you know, I've, I've got a mortgage to pay and yeah. I've got kids in college, mm-hmm. you know, so um, I haven't quite cracked the code on how to make the photography uh, the the full time career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, however, <laughs> that being said, I am looking forward out into the the future on on retirement, and maybe at that point uh, we we become more of a a, uh, a photography event oriented type type operation. Yeah. So yeah. that. I totally get that. Now, tell us a little bit about your family. So you're married to your lovely wife, Kara, and how many kids do you have? So I've got three daughters, uh, like I said, two, yeah, three, yeah, I've got two in college (laughs) and one uh, who's enjoying being an only child with us at home uh, in high school, and um, and I've also had a great time uh, having them along with me to to the different events, and so um, earlier this year, I was in St. George for the Ironman World Championships, and uh, I flew out our oldest daughter to join me so she could help out and um, uh, help us chase down all the all the athletes on that crazy course out there in St. George. Yeah. And then uh, last year, I, I was also in St. George for the 70.3 World Championships, and I brought uh, my youngest daughter out there and so we we kind of rotate around as i travel yeah and that's awesome do do your girls do they understand at this point that i, I don't want to say that you're famous or anything scott but you're kind of getting pretty famous <laughs> do they understand that like athletes pick races now dependent on where you're going to be do they well, realize this? yeah yeah they're starting to so so it's kind of funny because um uh, one of the things I was doing in in um, in, in St. George was um, I, I started doing some Instagram live while I was sitting there photographing the, and so my oldest daughter was there uh, with me in person, and then uh, my other two daughters were watching through Instagram live, and so we were all kind of interacting and 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 so as, as the runners are coming by it was it's was pretty late in the race everybody's really tired and, and fatigued and you know I, I do what i can to kind of take people's mind off <laughs> there you know so i'll yell crazy things you know at, at people and say hey 10 27 you're looking awesome and uh-huh. and keep it up and you know you know that kind of stuff so and, awesome um 
And, and they started suggesting things that I, I should say, you know, and, and, <laughs> and, and so, um, you know, one of the catchphrases that, that they use now is, uh, slay. Oh, you're slaying, slay. <laughs> and so, 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 um, one of my daughters said, told me, I think it was my youngest over Instagram live. She says, you know, next, next person that comes by, yell slay at them. And so, <laughs> so I did. Um, and, and so I would, you know, just started doing that. Say, oh, hey, 1143, you're slaying. And, <laughs> and <laughs> this one guy came by and, and, and he was just, he was having a rough day and, and he goes, uh, uh, I am most definitely not slaying. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, keep it up, man. You're, <laughs> you're still going. You're still alive. You're still going. Yeah, forward progress. That's right. So, that's um, awesome. yeah. So, I, they, I think, you know, they, they enjoy the involvement. I think, you know, they, um, uh, it, it is, it is really cool for me to go to an event and have my daughter or my wife or, you know, family around and, and having people say, Oh, Hey Scott. And I'm, you know, You're of course, like a lot of times I don't have any yeah. idea who they are and I'll just, I'll That's just right. smile and wait back. <laughs> um, well, everybody on these courses knows right now, especially, you know, in the local area, we all know where Scott is and we all hope that we are going to get caught on a camera. I know I always text Scott before any race I think he's going to be at. And I'm like, I'm going to be there. Try to catch me. Try to shoot me on the course. <laughs> of course, we keep missing. We, we've missed each other on the last couple races, but um, you've definitely gotten me before at several races. Now, in terms of taking photos, did, has this something you did when you were young or like when did you pick up photography? Yeah. So um, I, I, I think it was more after after I graduated from college and I started having a little bit of disposable income, uh, you know, I, I started getting into photography and it was, this was film photography at the time. And mm -hmm. so I, I did, uh, oh, a lot of landscape and, you know, just, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, I got, I did get published a few times in Texas highways magazine. Nice. I'm proud of that. Um, but, uh, and, and again, that was in back in the film days. And once the digital revolution started happening in the two thousands, um, I, you know, I saw it coming and I realized, okay, all my film gear is going to be obsolete. And yeah. so I, I, and I, but I wasn't really ready to, to make all that investment and, and, and to, you know, upgrade at the time. And so I, I just kind of set it aside for a while. Um, and even today now, you know, technology changes so fast and mm -hmm. I've got a couple of DSLRs and I think mirrorless cameras are now the future. And so I'm looking at upgrading and I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, it's, That's crazy. <laughs> uh, it's, it, you know, it's crazy. It's so hard to keep up, but yeah, I'm sure um, it's probably like buying a bike, right? When we're out there, there's always a better <laughs> bike or a newer bike always, or a lighter bike yeah. or when it comes to anything, even like the cameras. And it's funny because my son, Charlie, who you've met, um, he's really into photography as well, but he absolutely loves old school cameras with film. I mean, he still, he gets camera. He sends his film in to be developed. He's He prefers an old school camera over anything. He just thinks it's the coolest thing. Well, and, and I'll, so 
let me just say this. My, I was so proud of my youngest daughter who she wanted for her birthday this year. It was earlier this year. She wanted a, a, a film camera. And so the kind of the standard film cameras, the Pentax K1000. That's year, years ago, everybody had those. Yeah. There's still plenty of them around. So, and she had mentioned this to me ahead of her birthday. And so I went to the local camera shop here, Houston Camera Exchange in, in Houston to give them a shout out. And I, I told them, I went in there, I told them what I was looking for. I wasn't very optimistic because... You know, who knows? The guy, the guy said, well, let me see what we got. And right there sitting on the countertop, he said, we just got this in. <laughs> it was a Pentax K1000. Wow. Just beautiful condition. <laughs> had the, had the lens with it and everything. And it was, it was just like there. It's like, take my money. I, <laughs> this awesome. is exactly what I needed. And so we did it. We got her set up with some film and she's been taking pictures and we just got back the first rolls of film today so right before ah. <laughs> uh this we uh went to the mailbox and 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 got it back and so we're looking over and uh i i'm i'm really happy that she's into that as well oh, that's so, so nice. um it, it's so cool to see that um you know the, the the younger people are are wanting to experience that same same kind of thing uh, that we did years ago. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Although I, I will say, boy, it's 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 tough to get that film developed and uh, and have to wait two weeks for it I to know. come back. And I know <laughs> it's like it's so hard for this new generation. It's like, what do you mean I have to send the film in? Like they're so used to this vacation. Yeah. Like yes, in the old days we used to have to take the film like to like a Walgreens, right? Put it in the envelope. And then you said goodbye, and who knows how many weeks later it took to, to see a picture. And then not only that, but like right now, it's like you look at the picture, you're like, delete, delete, delete. Like you take your <laughs> these film they, these the film these days, it's expensive. Like oh, it is. Like, yeah, you have to make sure you get a good shot because you can't take twelve of them. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so kudos to your daughter and my son who are taking on <laughs> the harder way to take yeah. pictures these days. Awesome. I love that. Now, let's talk a little bit about what you capture in your shots. Because again, I just really value looking at your photos so much. I see lots of photographers. Look, I'm an endurance athlete and there's a lot of photographers out there and I've seen all the shots there are. But there's something about a Scott Flathouse <laughs> that you really capture. You capture the emotion of an athlete or, you know, I don't know. You just, you, what are you looking for when you take pictures out there? Because I think the majority of, of the cameramen out there, they're just trying to get as many shots as they can, but I can tell with the shots that you come up with, what are you looking, you're looking for a particular shot maybe. Yeah. So, um, so when I first started working for races, I, you know, I was working for, for hire, um, you know, that's the game is it's just basically volume. You're just trying to get, you know, that it, and, you know, everybody wants to see pictures of themselves from a race. And, and I think race photo companies work very hard to make sure that they have at least some kind of picture for, for everyone. Right. And, you know, really, I, for me, um, it, it was good practice or it has been good practice. I'm still always practicing. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, I think it, I'm trying to think. 
I think one one race, I can't remember whether it was, maybe it was the BP or MS-150 or the Houston Marathon. I shot something like 26,000 photos in a day. Oh, and, um, and, you know, and, 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 and that gets monotonous and, <laughs> and, and I realized that, boy, I just, I didn't, I don't like that kind of photography. I would rather, uh, do more, more quality versus quantity. And, and so that's where I started getting away from working for other companies and started doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where I, I felt, you know, I had a little more flexibility on choosing my setup and, and choosing the different um, uh, uh, shots that, that I would take. And so, like, you know, a lot of photo companies that I'd worked for wanted the, the head-on bike pictures because that's a lot easier to get. Well, and, you know, and that, those are cool pictures and all, but um i what i found was people really like the profile shots of their bikes so uh and and because they want to show off their bikes and the bikes look really really cool and and um and and so i started doing that um but but yeah you know as in every race i i am looking for that um uh that expression that uh, you know, somebody who's having a tough time, somebody who's having a great time. Um, and, and that, that's what I want to capture. And I think that really means a lot more to people, uh, the participants than, you know, just a standard, you know, shot, you know, like a kind of more of a photo, photojournalist type, type shot. Okay. Yeah. Here is the person they were in this place at this time. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking for those things that um, uh, reflect a little more of the character of the race. Mm-hmm. Tell that story um, about Linda Fox. Okay, Linda. Linda. So Linda is a friend of mine. I've, I've gotten to know her through the triathlon community. And a lot of triathletes, what I see is, is you know, they'll race for themselves uh, for a while, uh, but then they feel Feel like they they want to give back and Linda's one of those people who uh, has progressed from from being a you know an athlete for herself to helping uh, guide some uh, uh, athletes with with disabilities hmm. and so one of the people that she has hooked up with and and has started to guide is uh, uh, a woman named Letty and Letty is uh, she's uh, uh, hearing uh, challenged. And then also, uh, she has some, uh, visual disorders as well. And so she can kind of see, and she can kind of hear, but it's, she's got a progressive, um, condition that, that, uh, uh, her, her condition continues to, to degrade. However, she, she still wants to compete and, uh, she, she's gotten into, uh, triathlon uh, through an organization that I've done a lot of work with called Catapult uh, that's based here in Houston that that uh, helps provide grants and things for people to um, uh, who, who want to compete to overcome their disabilities. So anyway, uh, Linda and Letty um, were have been working together to uh, to do some some runs and they were in their first triathlon at the Sylvan Beach triathlon last year and uh the conditions at sylvan beach were uh, uh 
were pretty rough. The, the wind was blowing and, and there was a little bit of chop out in the water. And uh, so it was, it was a little bit scary, even for a lot of the experienced triathletes who were out there were saying, wow, you know, this, mm-hmm. this looks rough. And so if you can imagine um, as an experienced triathlete standing in the water and, you know, with the chop and in, in the Galveston Bay there, and then, and then also imagine that you can't see very well and you can't hear and you're totally reliant upon um, uh, this person that you're tethered to. Um, I, you know, I can imagine the anxiety was pretty high. And, and it was for Letty. And, and so Linda, uh, there, was a, there was a moment before the race started where Linda realized that, that Letty was having a hard time. And uh, she grabbed her by her face mm-hmm. and uh, brought her close and, and said a few words to her about, hey, you know, we're going to do this. And, and I, I'm not sure exactly what she said. I think she told me later, but I forgot. But it was something along those lines of, yeah. of um, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to do this. You're going to be all right. Um, I'm, I'm here to guide you, you know, that kind of stuff. And, so um, so I was on the beach at the time and just kind of getting a lot of these pre-race shots. And I saw this moment <laughs> happening and, uh, and so I snapped a few frames and, um, and, you know, it's really, it was kind of beautiful light. The sun was just coming up and there was a, a kind of a ship on the horizon mm-hmm. and, uh, that was in the frame. And so, um, Linda and Letty were having their, their moment right there. And, and, and then, um, so I went ahead and I shot the race, um, and continued on, you know, and then after, after the event, most races, what I'll do is I'll post some, some recap pictures and, and, uh, a lot of these races I'll shoot, you know, thousands of photos and, uh, and, and so I'll load them all up on my computer. I'll be going through them. And boy, that one just, it just jumped out at me. Yeah, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and so I, I, I posted that one on my Instagram, um, uh, along with some others, but, but that one, and then what I didn't know or was that, uh, Linda and Letty and a bunch of other people were, were out having breakfast after the event. And, uh, <laughs> They, they saw that and they, they all started bawling. I mean, <laughs> it was, and then they, they messaged me and they, they said, Hey, Scott, we're all just crying over here. <laughs> and, um, uh, anyway, that, I don't know, that particular image just, it, it just really struck a chord with, a, with me and, and with a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. And, uh, when I saw the picture, it's a beautiful picture and I'm hoping that it'll be in the Austin Fit Magazine article. Um, it's just, to me, it just demonstrates what you capture. You don't just capture an athlete going through a race. Like you capture the before feelings, the after feelings, the during feelings. And that, that shot especially was definitely sort of an emotional one. Um, even without knowing the story, you, you could just sort of feel that emotion, which was really, really awesome. And you do a great job with finding that emotion out there on the course. Now, at this point in your career, it is so awesome that people are literally picking races based on where Scott Flathouse is going to be shooting. So I know for me, like when I heard that that was happening, which I totally understand why I, to me, like it completely like uh, resonated with for Ironmans, you want to go where Mike Riley is going to call you in. 
So everybody wants to know where Mike Riley, right, is going to be announcing, because especially for your first Ironman, you want it to be Mike who says, you are an Ironman. <laughs> so now I feel like, you know, the next best thing is, and then you need Scott Flathouse to be at your race so he can document that. So how do you pick your races at this point? Now, um, I, you, you work for, do you work for High Five Events? Yeah, I do. So uh, I've, I've had a relationship with them for the last uh, couple of years and fantastic organization. They put on great events there yes. uh, in Austin and Kerrville. And uh, so I've been, you know, they reached out to me you know, a few years ago to, uh, to come over and, and shoot some events. And, and so that's worked out great. And of course I love coming to Austin <laughs> uh, and, and uh, uh, working in my, in my, uh, I still call it my hometown, but um, uh, the the Ironman events, I'm kind of just out there on my own. I do have so so. Let me just say, as far as you know, picking events, uh, we we are absolutely fortunate in the state of Texas to have four Ironman branded events. Uh, so there's Galveston, Ironman Texas, uh, Lubbock, and and Waco, and uh, so. Obviously, those are easy ones for me to participate or to, to, to attend. Um, Galveston and Ironman, Texas are kind of in my backyard. And then uh, Lubbock, I went to Texas Tech, and my brother lives up there. So uh, over the years, I've developed a relationship with uh, the Greers and uh, the people who put on the, the event up there. Nice. Uh, another great event with a long legacy and then uh, Waco has, I guess that replaced the uh, Ironman 70.3 Austin. Um, and uh, uh, so I've, I've been there every year they've had uh, Waco as well. Uh, again, that's really easy for me to get to. So I, I, as far as choosing events, I do have to balance all the other things going on in <laughs> Uh, in my life, my, my full-time job, uh, my kids activities, family, mm -hmm. uh, commitments, uh, you know, that, you know, that kind of thing. And, and I get messages all the time from people saying, Hey, are you going to be at Lake Placid? You're going to be at Coeur d'Alene. You're going to be at, uh, you know, it's like, yeah, I would love to <laughs> be no. there, but there's just, you know, there's so many. And, and so what, what I've been trying to do is pick, uh, apart from the four in, in Texas, pick one or two uh, other like travel events. Mm -hmm. And so uh, last year it was the 70.3 World Championship in St. George. Um, this year I, I went back to St. George and I'm, I'm getting a little ambitious and kind of excited that we're, we're racing again. Uh, so I uh, made the announcement. We pulled the trigger on, on travel commitments. I'm going to Kona this ah, year. Woo! Yeah. So That's first time. Uh, yeah. Um, first time for me. And then uh, we went to Ironman Florida last year. Nice. And had such a great time there that we're going back to Ironman Florida again this year. And so. Great. Um, uh, We'll, we'll see how this goes. And, you know, I, I may have to learn how to uh, live without sleep for a couple of weeks. But, <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. Oh, Kona, I can't even, I mean, 
the excitement of Kona for an athlete is unbelievable. And then I'm sure for you, it'll be like double and what an incredible place for people to, to get pictures from you to document that special day. Oh, yeah. Like that's the greatest thing about if you're going to be at a race that so many athletes, they don't just want the picture on the course. Like that's great. But a lot of people now hire you to do these before shots and, you know, pictures with their bikes and things to document the event for, for some of these people like Kona, that might be their first Kona. Like if I ever got to Kona, Oh my God, I think I'd fly you with me. And so that you can document my whole experience, (laughs) (laughs) but I don't see me getting to Kona. So, um, but yeah, it's so neat that you can document all of that for, for people. Um, Would you say that you live a little vicariously through these athletes that you photograph? Well, uh, yeah. And, and I mean, obviously um, there's, uh, I, I think that these athletes, they, uh, they do amazing things. And uh, for me, it's still mind boggling for people to do uh, an eight hour Ironman uh, or a 10 hour or a 12 hour or a 17 hour. <laughs> um, and I, you know, I, I, I kind of know what's involved as far as the training and, you know, I never really got to that level. Uh, the Olympic distance was the furthest I ever did, but, um, I, and, and I, I think somewhere along the way, I realized I was probably a much better photographer than I ever was a triathlete. So, um, and so, so yeah, even though, you know, sometimes I imagine myself being out there on the course again, and, you know, I realize I, I'm going to leave that to the, to the other, other, other people. And I'll, I'll just be out there trying to, trying to get cool photos of everybody uh, racing, but. And you bring up a good point about, well, there's so many people out there, right? So you've got the pros and then you've got the age groupers tell me about that. So like you, you get to take the pictures of everybody and those are different people every hour. So what is that experience like? Because watching a pro come through is different than watching the Ironman come through at the 17th hour, right? Like almost just as exciting. So what is that like for you as a photographer? Yeah. So, uh, every race seems to have a, um, uh, there's a kind of a, uh, a, you know, a, a pace to each race. And so uh, what, what I'll usually see is, and this, this applies to whether it's triathlons or marathons or half marathons, you always get, you know, the, the leaders are always very serious, obviously, and very focused and working really hard. And, um, and, and so they're not really pay attention to the photographers out there. You know, they're, they're, they're running their race or doing their race. Uh, and that's fine. So I'm there to, to catch that. The lead age groupers are, are the same. You know, yeah. they're out there trying to um, secure their place. And then at some point, it starts to switch to the people who are having a little more fun and are able to, uh, you know, smile and wave and give me the, you know, shaka or whatever, you know, or the, um, or, you know, thumbs up or gun show or, you know, you know, so at some point people start to have, have a little more fun with it. Uh, and then, and then it transitions to the people who are, are, you know, are out there just to, just to finish. And, um, 
and you know sometimes those those people are suffering and but sometimes they're they're out there having fun as well yeah and uh and, and that seems to apply to most every race it's it's the you know the serious hardcore athletes are, are obviously first and then people who are there for more for fun um and and, and so that's what i look for is that that you know that transition i'm yeah. you know i'm always looking to take pictures of people who are out there having a good time and you know and and, and having fun with their race uh, but I'm also there to, you know, for the pros and stuff too. Yeah. Now I, I will say as I've, I've kind of gotten to know a lot of the pros and, and things, um, I, I'll tell you a story about, uh, St. George this year. So, um, I was out in, um, one of the canyons in, in a pretty remote area. And, um, I don't know if you know the, the Saunders, Tiffany and Caitlin Saunders uh-huh, were sure. there and there in Austin. Uh, so they, they were out in St. George and we, we'd kind of connected a couple times and I, I told them where I was going to be at. And so they came in and met me before the league bikers came through. And, uh, and, and that was just amazing because we were the only ones out there on this, this tiny road and, uh, we were set up and we could hear, uh, the helicopters coming, you know, and, and that's how we knew when the, when the cyclists and, the, huh. and so the, the cyclists started coming through and, and of course they're all, you know, super focused this is a world championship, right. For, uh, for Ironman. And, um, and, and we, we recognized a few people and, you know, we would, we would yell at them and say, you know, go Lionel and, you know, go whoever. And so, so then the men came through and then here comes the women and we're all looking on the trackers and trying to figure out who's first and who's second, you know, and all and here, here comes Daniela reef and you'll, yes. you'll go Daniela. And, That's so cool. and, and so then, uh, and Caitlin are saying, Hey, Heather Jackson's coming up. And, and we're like, oh, okay, you know, great. And so, so here she comes, we all yell in unison, go Heather, you know, or something. And, and she turns and smiles. And, and so, and, and so we, we, we figured that was a, a little victory. So I got that a picture of, of that somewhere. But, I, love um, Jackson. I love her. She's so awesome. That's so fun. I think it's, I think that's so interesting that, that you've seen now, like, that these different waves happen for you, like those, the, those, the main athletes and how they are. And then there's the ones that are having fun. And then these ones at the end, it is a struggle, like for these people, like I try to tell this to my son all the time because he's a super fast runner. <laughs> he's a collegiate runner. And he's always telling me, mom, I don't understand why you don't run more mileage to train for a marathon. And I try to explain to him that for one, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> and so my coach doesn't want me, you know, running too many miles, but also it takes me say three hours to run my slow pace, 18 miler. And for me to run more than that, you know, it's my, it's, it's hours out there is so much harder than if he were to run 18 miles and God only knows, you know, his six minute pace or whatever, he's not out there that long. So people don't realize that these people who come in at the end of the race, they're working harder than anyone out there. They're working harder than the pros are. They have been out there like Ironman. You've seen it to the 17th hour. That's when they shut it down. And they, you are no longer an Ironman if you don't pass the line at the 17th hour. Those people who are out there for 17 hours, that is so much harder than what the pro does. And, 
and you capture that. And it's a totally different picture of the pro who races through and that person who gets through in the 17th hour. And there's something about that that's so incredible. Like I, I always look up to the athletes that sometimes are the slowest, but got to the finish line because that was so much harder than the pro, you know, who came in third or whatever. No disgrace to the pros who are just amazing. But I really do value the those of us who are are not at the pro level, you know, and are finishing at the end. That's those are the shots I'm sure that are incredible that you take because the, what you see in those faces is very different than the pro. Oh sure, you know, and and mad respect for for anybody who who you know does puts in the work and does the training and toes the line and and is out there uh you know competing and and um just it and and what i've always felt too is that again because i i kind of have a sense for (laughs) the amount of training and the work involved in the and the life commitment really um that it takes to compete it's like you know people deserve to have these great photos of themselves from from race day and and so uh, you know that that's where i i was always kind of dissatisfied with um you know the race pictures that that you'd see out there uh mm-hmm. and you know people would post these pictures of the race and I'm like man you know yeah those are okay but um i i could do better i think yeah. and, and so i've tried I, you know made that kind of my mission to do to do better and yeah um just because yeah i mean to do an ironman or half ironman or even a sprint triathlon a lot of times it's just you know a monumental effort for some people and and um and and they should have great photos that that document that participation now some of your photos are um sort of famous right now i would say your bike photos everybody wants a flat house bike photo and so for any of you who don't know what that is then you're just not a triathlete because <laughs> you would know. <laughs> Go check out and I'll give you all of Scott's information to follow him. But he takes pictures, as he kind of talked about, um, of you from the side of your bike instead of face on. And so he gets an incredible shot of your beautiful bike and your beautiful kit that you're wearing and all that stuff. Your face might not be expressive in a beautiful way, but he's going to get that whole picture. And everybody wants a Scott Flathouse bike picture. Um, so like, let me ask you this, how do people get that? Like, I don't even know because I don't, I don't think I got the luxury of, you know, you're my photographer. So I said, let's do the bike shot. Cause I need to have the bike shot, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but when you're out there, like how does someone buy their bike shot? If they're going to be on a course that you're at, do they have to tell you ahead of time or do you just shoot a bunch and put them up and then they buy them? How does that work? So I, uh, I've really, I, I've struggled with that over the years and like how to, how to make this work uh, the most efficiently uh, and, and as possible. And so I've used a variety of different systems uh, with varying degrees of success. Last year, I started using a, a, a platform called uh, GeoSnapshot that, that I've worked with. Um, and uh, they, they offer, um, Oh, I guess it's artificial intelligence or something to, to identify the bid numbers. And so, you know, that was, that was always one of the most tedious 
parts of, of doing the race photography was like tagging all the photos with, sure. with head numbers. Just, it, it was miserable. Um, <laughs> and, and, and so I, I worked with a, trying to find a few solutions, but, but I really settled on this, this one that I'm using now. Um, and, and it, it works amazingly well. And so in fact, uh, so it's up at, at Lubbock uh, for the 70.3 earlier this year. And I connected with uh, some triathletes and I was, uh, we went out to lunch and we got to chatting and they were asking, well, you know, okay, yeah, I did Galveston. Were you at Galveston? Yeah, I was at Galveston. Oh, did you get any pictures of me? I said, I don't know, let's, let's check. <laughs> and, and so I, I sent them the link. They looked up and, like, oh, wow, yeah, you did. And it's like, can we buy this? Said, yeah, sure, please do. And so they bought it right there at lunch. Okay. And he was like, this is amazing how easy this was. And yeah, it, uh, that's what I'm going for is, is making this as easy as straightforward as possible. Um, I, I get frustrated, you know, just like everybody else does with, uh, you know, I, I don't want people emailing me their bid numbers uh -huh. so that I can look for their numbers. And, you know, it, it's just, yeah. I don't have time for that. They don't have time for that. I'm trying to, trying to make that delivery process as easy as possible. Of course it costs and, you know, there's, yeah. you know, there, there's, uh, stuff, you know, some stuff behind the scenes that, that, um, it takes to make all that happen. But, mm -hmm. um, in addition to, you know, getting the quality photos and, um, you know, trying, trying to get, as many athletes as I can. I'm also trying to make it as easy as possible for me to, to get the photos of the people. So I've got a website, Scott Flathouse Photo, okay. and uh, I've got links to all the events that I've, I've been at. And I've, okay. I've, um, I've done, I've uploaded all the previous <laughs> events to this geo snapshot platforms. So I got all the links to it. So um, if people want to see what races that I've been at and check to see if I have any photos of them, then um, those, those links are available through my website. Okay. And say what the URL is again. Uh, Scottflathousephoto.com. Okay, perfect. Yes. So everybody out there, if he has been at one of your races, go to this website and check. I am telling you, it is worth the amount, whatever it is, because his pictures are phenomenal. And maybe he has some photos that you didn't even know were of you, which is always nice when Scott catches a shot of you and you have no idea. Now, Scott, other than races, what else are you shooting these days? Like, obviously, I hire you to do all my fitness shots for my website and for all of my business. What else do you shoot these days? So I, I do. I've been doing uh, a lot of senior photos when my daughters were in high school. I would do um, a, a lot of the team photos for the football and the volleyball and team and individual photos. Uh, they they use those to make, you know, big banners that they would take to the games and, you know, put on the, put on nice. the football field. Um, I've done family photos. Uh, I'm, we're looking to do some uh, fall family photos uh, this year, later, later in October, November, uh, uh, so that people have photos for Christmas cards and that kind of thing. Um, but, uh, and then, and then I'll also do just, 
uh, well, I do headshots for people who need headshots, realtors, um, uh, have a lot of attorneys who are my clients. So, um, interesting, but, um, uh, so if, if any attorneys are out there that need headshots, be happy to do a headshot in Houston. We've got your, yeah, that's right. Um, and, uh, and, and then also just some general interest type, uh, fitness or, uh, I've got, uh, you know, people who are uh, fitness coaches or nutritional coaches or, you know, that kind of thing right. who need um, both. Uh, so formal shots for websites, but also uh, kind of j- just content for social media and, and, you know, and that kind of thing as well. And where would you say you see yourself in 10 years as a photographer? Where would you like in to 10 be in years. 10 years? Um, so, I, so we touched on this before. So I'm, I'm looking at, um, retiring from my full-time position at, at some point in the future. Um, not, uh, not immediately, mm-hmm. hopefully, but, um, uh, <laughs> yes. uh, but, uh, and, and so we had a lot of discussion, uh, with my wife and family about, you know, what, what are the next steps and, you know, where do we want to be and, you know, and that kind of thing. Uh, I, I think the photography is going to be a piece of that. I've been doing it for, I don't know, about 11 years now. And so I, I think it, 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 it's kind of stuck with me. Um, I'm not tired of it yet. So, um, uh, having tons of fun with it. And, you know, I think the natural progression would be to, to expand it, to add some more events to, uh, the calendar. Right. And, um, We've, we've talked about, I'm not, I'm not sure how realistic this is, but, you know, doing the van life thing, just selling the house and selling all our stuff and getting a sprinter van. That'd be fun for a period of time. I could totally see that. Yeah. I, you know, I think, okay, we, we try this for a year and do a circuit and, and see what that that's like and yeah. uh, see if it's horrible. If we, if we haven't uh, killed each other by the end of that, and, uh, you know, or, or divorced or, you know, whatever, yes. but, uh, yes, it would be, um, there would be some good times and bad. <laughs> well, I, I, I imagine there's a lot of challenges for the people who do that, but, um, uh, uh before we do that though, I think, you know, there's, there's a number of steps, <laughs> yeah. uh, that would have to happen, but, um, uh, but yeah, I think, I think we, we would, love to travel more. One of the biggest constraints I have now is just, is, is time and, and other commitments. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, sure. We, like I said, we, we'd love to go to, um, all these other events that, that people just ask uh, about. And, and there's so many amazing events that, um, uh, that take place in amazing places that we, you know, love to go to like Placid just happened, I think last weekend. And, mm-hmm. Um, man, I'd, I'd love to do that. Ironman Maryland and, uh, all along the East coast. Um, there's, there's so many neat events, but, yeah. um, but it's just, it's so hard for me to, um, you know, yeah, to, to, to break away and travel and, and then, and then make it all work financially as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so we, we, we've got to get all that figured out, but, but yeah, clearly in 10 years, five years, um, you know, sometime in that time horizon, uh, I, I expect that we, we will in, include more events and just do 
expand what I'm doing now. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, for anybody out there who has not seen uh, Scott Flathouse photograph, definitely go to his website and I will include it in the links for this podcast as well. Um, and if you are in need of a photographer and you live in the Texas area, I would highly recommend you te definitely check Scott out. But and definitely if you're an athlete, check out which races he's going to be at. Um, his photograph will make it worth your while for sure. Scott, thank you so much. Uh, anywhere else people can find you. What's your tag on Instagram? So I'm, I'm at Scott Flathouse Photo on Instagram. Okay, and uh, please feel free to stop by and give me a like, follow, uh, yeah, shoot me a message through Instagram. Tell everybody, you actually, he, he tries to wear funny hats now at the races so that you'll be able to find him. Tell everybody what you wear at most races. Yeah, so, uh, well, so that's another thing that I do during, during races is, you know, I, I get a lot of complaints that, you know, people will say, well, I never saw you or I never, you know, you know, during an event, I'm like, okay. And, and so now I'm trying to do as much as possible to, to, to be as visible as possible. A lot of events, I'll have a portable, you know, Bluetooth speaker that I'll set up and I'll be playing music. I'll usually wear some some crazy hats and things just to try to get people's attention. Um, the here recently, a friend of mine it, here in Houston uh, made some signs for me that uh, said says something like, you know, get ready to get flat housed. And, that is so and, genius because if I had seen those signs, I would definitely make sure that you that I could find yeah. you. Like, I love those signs. You got to make sure you have them at all your races from now on. <laughs> well, yeah, so many people are like, you know, grabbing their water bottle or, you know, not not in arrow or whatever. And so, well, I, you know, I didn't see you. I didn't I didn't know where you were going to be. And it's like, I, you know, I'm doing everything I can to make this uh, visible. But um, uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll wear I've got a variety of I've got a collection of hats <laughs> that I wear. I try to switch it up um, in in cold weather. I, I've got some some crazy uh, snowboarder type hats and then <laughs> and uh, in in hot weather I usually wear some kind of big sombrero sombrero or surfing hat or something and don't you have like a jester one like I've seen like a crazy one yeah I've seen some yeah I've, I've got one with like red spikes and stuff I've got another yeah. one that looks like I've got green and white dreadlocks on it yeah <laughs> well that's awesome so definitely keep an eye out for scott scott thank you so much for being on the podcast today and this will also be an article in austin fit magazine i kind of just have this huge feeling that there are so many people out there so many athletes who are going to be super excited to read about you because you have spent so much time sort of giving back to us and all the athletes out there that people are definitely interested in learning more about you. So everybody can do that at Austin Fit Magazine. I will make sure to put the links in for when that is out. And thank you, Scott. I will see you out there on the course. All right. Thank you so much. So there you have it. Such an awesome guy. He has followed his passion with photography, something I want everybody always to do if you have a passion for anything, whether it's gardening, photography, 
anything at all, you can turn it into a career. And when you do that, it's like you're not even working, right? But anyway, I really thought it was a fun episode and a fun interview to do just so that you could learn a little bit more about this man who's definitely become quite the icon in the athletic world in Austin and in racing. If you're going to be racing soon in the Austin area, I sure hope that you get flat housed. All right, everyone, I will be back next week with a health, fitness, and nutrition episode, I promise. And I hope you have a fantastic week ahead. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.